Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Law Murray joins us now from Denver, covers the NBA and the clips for The Athletic. Well, you use your words for a living, Law. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes. How would you describe this weekend that was for the Clippers? Absolutely bizarre. <laughs> I mean, to to have three overtimes in over two, the course of two games and to lose them like the Clippers have, to score 175 American points in one of them and <laughs> 124 uh, in, in, in the other, and to lose those two games. I mean, on one hand, like, this offense is really good. Uh, the fact that they have all this talent, I think it's coming out on the offensive end. But it's it's always a concern when you're calling yourself a contender, uh, have championship aspirations, and you can't get key stops, key rebounds, situational basketball to close games out. And it's a real shame for the Clippers. Missed opportunities, um, not just this weekend, but really the entire season has been full of these events missed opportunities. Gosh, it feels like that could apply to most of the teams in the West, though. Thinking about the Mavericks, we just spoke with a member of the Mavericks organization last week, and he said the same exact thing, missed opportunities. But you could look up and down the Western Conference where it's so crowded outside of, say, the top couple teams, uh, and every team uh, seems like they are going to circle dates on their calendar where they've missed opportunities to kind of plant their flag, if you will. How tired do you think they were? Uh, after, because they're the, the road team in both of these situations after the double overtime game late on Friday. Well, the Clippers were at home Friday night. And, and the thing is, however tired the Clippers might have been, this is two games against two teams that had to travel on the second night of the back-to-back. The Kings, before that double overtime game Friday night, they were at home beating the Trailblazers Thursday night. Uh, and then the Nuggets, they got spanked in Memphis Saturday night and had to travel back home to Denver. So, I mean, the Clippers, they had, again, a weird weekend. Like, their freaking plane gets hit by lightning from L.A. to Denver. Uh, And it had nothing to do with the Denver part of the travel. Like, 
the weather in Southern California has been just, yeah, earth has been earthing, Amy. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and so you talk about this is the oldest team in the league. Uh, you know, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday night, they've started five guys who are all on the other side of 30. I think we all can respectfully acknowledge what that other side is, right? So um, there's a level of – and the concern with the Clippers, Amy, is they come back in games, but do they have enough to finish? That was the mm. case Sunday night against the Denver Nuggets. Friday night, they were up 14 against this Kings team with four minutes to play. You hit another bucket after that, and the Kings might throw the towel and say, you know, good job, good effort. And what is stopping any team facing the Clippers right now from, no matter how much they're down by, no matter what the situation the game is, just running it, running it down the Clippers' throats. Like, just play fast and see what happens. Maybe you get a three-pointer out of it. Maybe you get a layup. Maybe you get some free throws for some turnovers. I mean, Jamal Murray just threw a ball at half court in desperation because the shot clock was running down and it wound up winning the game for the Denver Nuggets. Like that's the concern with the Clippers. When you lose games like this, there's that second thought of no matter how well you play through three and a half quarters, is a game really over? And that's a heck of a hump for the Clippers to get over. Gosh, isn't that part of their history, though, too? You think about some of their biggest failures in the postseason, and it's happened in those dramatic moments where they can't protect a lead. You can say that, but so many, you got to worry about the team on the floor now. And I think fans relate to that more. Um, You know, I know the star players were in the bubble, for example, but this is a new group, a new identity of guys. And that's why I say what happens this year matters more than what happens in previous years for a lot of them. Um, they had successes in the playoffs, too. This yes. is the same team that down 0-2 against the Dallas Mavericks found a way to force and win a game seven. Down 0-2 to the Utah Jazz the next series, losing Kawhi in the middle of that, mm-hmm. they found a way to win that series. So it works both ways. This is the same. I mean, I saw it this weekend. Like, the Clippers were down 18 against a Denver team that – blew them out and embarrassed them last month in Denver. They could have, I don't want to say they could have thrown a talent. I don't think that was an option, but you could see where that game was going. But they came back. They made this a competitive game. They had a small lead. And that's the thing. It's like they did outplay the Nuggets by 20 points over the course of this game. They just couldn't close it. And so, you know, this is Clippers team is a good team. They have no reason to feel like they're – they're they're done or they can't they can't be successful. There's plenty of time to work things out. It's just that the time that they've had suggests that there's no guarantee that they're going to work it out. Uh, so it's in the middle, you know. Um, it's it's tough to lose, but uh, you can't worry about that too much. You got a game Tuesday night. That is life in the NBA, right, where it just keeps coming. Law Murray of The Athletic joining us to talk Clippers in Denver after their third overtime in the span of 48 hours. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You use the word identity. What is it for the Clippers, Law? I think the identity for the Clippers is a really deep team that needs to maximize the pieces better. Uh, we we, we kind of know what they are at this point. They are out. They're an incredibly powerful offensive team, and they have the capability of playing some of the best basketball of any team in the NBA. I saw them win ten out of fourteen games going into the All Star break. That was the best in the West. So their ceiling is 
incredibly high. It's just that the floor is concerningly low. So the identity of this team is honestly one where they're inconsistent from quarter to quarter. They can give you knockout punches, but they can also put lineups on the floor that are absolutely baffling. Where does Russell Westbrook fit into the mix? Uh, Well, I think that's been the lightning rod uh, for the L.A. Clippers over this past week. I mean, Russell Westbrook is a comfort zone player for the head coach and the two stars, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I mean, Russell and Paul played in Oklahoma City. That worked out well for Paul. I'm not sure it worked out well for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They didn't win a playoff series there. But there's that comfort there. Kawhi has always, since the bubble, said he wants a point guard. And they tried. They gave they, they gave this team Rajon Rondo. They gave this team Eric Bledsoe while Kawhi was rehabbing. Mm-hmm. John Wall started the year with this team. Now Russell is here, a former MVP. Um, not an MVP or even an all-star caliber player now, but certainly an upgrade in ability compared to the previous iteration of a veteran point guard who's come into this program. And then you got T. Lou, a former point guard who's won a championship as a player and as a coach. He keeps saying he wants a traditional point guard. Well, now Russell Westbrook is a traditional point guard that he can feel comfortable starting, a guy who he has a good relationship with personally. And Russ gives him an opportunity to push the pace, take that ball handling pressure away from Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. The ideal is for Kawhi and Paul to be better at the end of games. Ironically, we have not quite seen that result in wins just yet. Russell didn't play in the fourth quarter at all right. after he played um, most of the fourth quarter, most of the two overtimes Friday night. So we've seen very, very different uses of Russ. But I actually think Russ has done a nice job of staying in control. He's made more than 50% of his field goals. The turnovers were a big issue Friday night. He had seven of them. That has already improved in a matter of 48 hours. Only two turnovers to go with four assists. He had five steals, so that's our level of pressure uh, and playmaking defensively. And Siwoo said he probably should have played Russ more. Um, so it's it's going to be a balance. It's, an, it's, it's going to take some acclimating, and it's going to come against some really good teams. But I do think overall Russell can be good. It's just a matter of I don't look at Russell Westbrook as this team's savior or this team's pariah. I look at Russell Westbrook as another piece that Siwoo just has to figure out how to use. And Russell Westbrook is a support for the guys who this team needs to be judged by. This team shouldn't be judged by Russell Westbrook. It needs to be judged by Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Hmm. What has Russ had to say about being home? I mean, he played his college ball there as well at UCLA, and he's talked about in the past how much he loves that part of the country and how much he wanted to play there. Well, he got to play at home for Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. How that work out? Yeah. <laughs> You know? I mean, well, so, so the thing is, though, like, it's a different fit, as you point out. It's almost ironic that he and Paul George and Kawhi end up playing together there when it originally it was Oklahoma City, but we know that the rumblings were there for them to all team up in L.A. Right, and I think the thing with Los Angeles, the Lakers had him come in as a $47 million max contract player who was supposed to be not just the third best player next to LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but with a roster that was not going to fit because the general manager had to be perfect with how he put that team together, and they very clearly weren't. The head coach had to find a way to click with all those guys when they already weren't a good offensive team, 
and they and and that did not happen. And then LeBron didn't didn't click with Russ anymore. Um, Darvinham comes in, communicates better with Russ than Frank Vogel probably could have. But with if your star player is basically advocating for another star player to come to your team while that player is still on the team, the vibes are probably not going to be very good. So it was doomed almost from the start for the Lakers, whereas Russell Westbrook being a minimum contract player on a team that already was incredibly deep on a team where you got the buy-in from the stars, the head coach, maybe not the front office, but the front office, they still opened the door for Russ even before the signing because they traded the previous and incumbent veteran point guards on the team. I saw Reggie Jackson tonight in Denver. Like Reggie kind of saw the writing on the wall, maybe not related to Russ specifically, but knew that something had to give for the Clippers. I think the situation is better for Russell Westbrook. The question is, is the situation the best for the L.A. Clippers? And we're going to find that out over the next six weeks. I guess I am happy for him, though, that he didn't have to leave L.A., that he gets to stay home, change locker rooms and change uniforms, obviously. But, yeah, good. I'm glad to hear that. Because if you think about his journey over the past five years, the stability and the rock that he was for the Thunder, the year that he averages the triple-double and is an MVP, and since then it has been crazy five different franchises now in the span of just a couple of seasons so at least he didn't have to move and gets to stay in in LA and doesn't have to pick up his family and go somewhere else again right and that is something where Russ is Russ has to be grateful for that and at the same time you know I think Russ is going to play some of his most focused ball and I've already seen it like he's he's played with a level of poise in these his first two Clipper games. And I feel really bad for him that the Clippers have lost these games because the conversation and narrative is going to remain uh, that Russ is not an easy player to cover. He's not, uh, he's a player who either love him or hate him. There's not a lot of middle ground. with Russ. <laughs> I'm trying to change that to be honest with you. Good for you. I don't, ha- I don't have a reason to stand Russ, Russell Westbrook. He's been in the league for 15 years. Um, I can be critical and objective, but at the same time, that's going to sound like I'm, caping for him because of how toxic the coverage around him has been. And so uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how he does, but I'm not covering him like a star player. I'm covering him like a piece of a deep team uh, that has bigger goals than to satiate one player or two or three players. And that's going to be what's fascinating. I'm happy that Russ got to stay here. It's a great opportunity for him. Yes. It's one that he's never been in. Has Russell Westbrook ever been, you know, not the, one of the three best players on the team? You know, has he ever needed, has a team ever needed his success to drive their success? No. And the Clippers, they were a good team already without Russ. That's never been the case for any of the teams that he's been on, except maybe the Houston Rockets. And the Houston Rockets literally traded him as their last chance. Uh, so this is a big opportunity for him. It's something new, and hopefully people can cover it like it's something new and not something that is just going to result in previous events that have already happened. Hmm. We've got Law Murray with us from Denver covering the Clippers in the NBA for The Athletic. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. So Russ being a new piece, we know what the Clippers have done. As you point out, it's inconsistent. They can be extremely good. They also can fail to play the full uh, 60 minutes and end up giving up or giving away a win. When you think about the Western Conference as a whole, and I feel like that kind of embodies most of the West. But what are your thoughts on the West as we get to about eh, 19 games to go? Thoroughly unserious conference. 
Uh, I don't trust anybody in the West except Denver. Um, Denver's Denver doesn't have twenty losses. They got they're 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 forty three and nineteen, right? And they still have holes. You know, like there's a reason Reggie Jackson and Thomas Bryant were brought in from the other LA teams. Uh, their bench was unsettled. Bruce Brown is probably their only reliable bench player, and so that's a team that even they have another step. Like no one gives Nikola Jokic the respect of a back-to-back MVP who has a very good chance to win a third. Um, even though this team, I've seen Denver lose in the first round, get to the second round, lose there. They got to the conference finals by beating this Clippers team, coming back from 3-1 in back-to-back series. The only thing left for Denver to do really is to get to the finals. And I think this is their best chance to do it, not just because of how good they are, but the rest of the West has shown that they are not trustworthy. The Memphis Grizzlies, every time you see them on national TV, what happens? (laughs) Sacramento Kings, like the beam. But this is going to be the first time that beam gets lit in 17 years in the playoffs. Um, you know, like that is a big, like a big step. I, I'm excited to see the Sacramento Kings in the playoffs, but also the Kings are on their maiden trip there. Like none of those dudes are going to, they're going to be experiencing this for the first time. Yes. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, they have four guys who you on paper are like, wow, Kevin Durant with book Aiton and CP three. But I mean, shoot, Kevin Durant is hurt right now. Chris Paul is untrustworthy as soon as his birthday hits in the playoffs. And I say that the nicest way possible. Respectfully as possible, yes. <laughs> yeah, like CP3 is a legend, but we saw, we've seen what has happened in, in the playoffs with CP3. Something unfortunate always happens, um, and he's only getting older. Uh, Devin Booker has missed time with soft tissue injuries. Um, that's going to be something that makes their breath. And then DeAndre Ayton, we, we saw how they collapsed against the Phoenix Suns last year, and Ayton's role in that. Like, that's their team, and then there's a severe drop-off after that because of the KD trade. Uh, we saw what happened with Kyrie Irving and, and Luka Doncic um, Sunday against the Lakers. Right. Like They've won one out of four games together, uh, one out of five if you count the All-Star game, and you probably should count the All-Star Stop game at it. this point. Stop it! I, you probably should. <laughs> you probably should. If you thought, oh, man, at least they get to be on Team LeBron together, uh, yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. No, we you know? did not. Like, the Golden State Warriors are the defending champs, but they also are barely over 500. Uh, yeah, there's insane. a lot of players on these Western Conference teams that can scare you in an individual playoff series. But who do you trust to keep it together on a team level right now? The West is a thoroughly unserious conference, but it's going to make for entertaining <laughs> basketball, that's for sure. That is for sure. You don't want to miss it. All right, before I let you go, Law, I'm sure it's been a long uh, evening for you. You just saw the Nuggets. You just saw Nico Jokic. 99th career triple-double, 14 in his last 19 games, which is well, it's just dumb. He's become automatic. Is there another player you would hold up next to him as the NBA MVP? You know what? As of right now, I would say that Jokic is probably your MVP, but I think you've got to look at what's happening in Boston with Jason Tatum. Uh, that's the best team in the league. Uh, and, and Jason, when he has everything, um, he scores, he defends, he's available. Uh, he hasn't won it, so you can't talk about voter fatigue. Um, I, think, I think Tatum is, is, is a really good contender uh, for what is arguably the most prestigious award even though people like to now crap on MVPs, call it the <laughs> Russell Westbrook effect. So uh, I, 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 I honestly, if, if I don't have a vote, um, 
I don't know who controls those things. I'd give it to Nikola Jokic today. Uh, the plus-minus doesn't lie. His impact is felt all over the floor. But I think Tatum is the number one contender. Right. Well, he certainly is doing whatever Boston needs, which is impressive. Uh, and his game has become so uh, all around that there's a lot of different ways that he can hurt you. Um, and yes, the NBA All-Star Game MVP, the Kobe Bryant Award. It's a nice thing to have on your mantle, but come on, man. It's like r- they're running, I don't know, through cones. It's it's a layup line. It's a glorified layup line. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the NBA this season? What's the difference? <laughs> no, I know. It's insane. The way that scoring is skyrocketing. I actually said this law on my show earlier somewhat tongue-in-cheek but I actually am convincing myself it may not be many more years before we see another player hit 100 considering the way that scoring is going and the fact we've got two guys with 70 plus this year I don't know it could happen with the way that threes uh, have changed the game I'm I'm thinking three years I'll give it three years shoot I might be three weeks (laughs) I mean this one needed overtime and a blown call to score his 71 Damian Lillard did his in a blowout. He did. Can you imagine if the Rockets were competitive and that game went to overtime? Like, Damian Lillard didn't even touch 40 minutes to score 71 points. Like, it's not just the threes. It's the fact that it's fast-paced. It's the fact that these guys are incredibly skilled. And I don't mean to disrespect defense. Defense is incredibly hard in the NBA. It's hard on bigs. It's hard on guards. You need a bunch of switchable guys, but then you need those guys to be athletic and to still be aware and communicate, be on the same page. If that sounds like a lot on the radio, imagine <laughs> doing it at the highest level of basketball there is in the land. So um, I'm here for it. Honestly, it's going to be very entertaining. Anyone who's going to duck out the NBA to watch college hoops, uh, just know that the most competitive brand of basketball is being going to be played over the next five weeks. For sure. Cannot wait until we get to that postseason, but still a lot to be settled between now and then. So follow Law Murray on Twitter at Law Murray, the NU. So that's his his Twitter handle. He covers the Clippers, covers the NBA for the Athletic. Uh, I enjoy the humor. Enjoy uh, this conversation. We hope to have you on again, Law. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Amy. Y'all take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 